166 uh, divided by a werewolf. I know you're probably like, why do I hear your dumb voice? I should have another week before I'm subjected <laughs> to this nonsense. Uh, normally, yes, that's the case. However, with Super Bowl being next week and us recording on Sunday, and then also us having a uh, new movie that just came out on Friday uh, to, to talk about, we decided to uh, hitch up a week early uh, to take to account for all of those things. But don't worry. We'll be back on the normal two-week schedule uh, after this this episode. Um, I will say I'm not surprised at who is in the Super Bowl. I am yeah. somewhat surprised about kind of the way <laughs> those games went down. Like, I mean, yeah. Uh, well, obviously, crushing disappointment for me once yeah. again. Yeah, you know, for 30 years I've been dealing with this with this fucking team, so it's not surprising. You know, uh, it just sucks. Yeah, it almost was easier. You know, yeah, we don't uh, make the playoffs. Yeah, since you know, since like I don't know what 93. Yeah, so for like you know, since then, like the 30 years, it's almost easier just to be like, yeah, they suck. I know. Yeah, than for it to 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 you you know allowing yourself to feel some slight glimmer of hope maybe for the first time in that many years but yeah yeah knowing better in the long run yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i i know for me the the big i mean i kind of you know i i was unsure as to how um san francisco's offense was and i still don't know because mm-hmm. their quarterback fucked his wrist up <laughs> like the first yeah i mean like two minutes <laughs> i mean yeah that was you know i, I don't care about the Niners at all uh, I you know but it's always somewhat exciting when when uh, you, you kind of see this new blood come into yeah. the league so to speak and it, and it seemingly comes out of nowhere and of course you know that happened with Brady and fucking look look what happened there right you know and for for Brock Purdy to have kind of come out of nowhere and, and taken over for Garoppolo uh, it's, it's, you hate to see it you know because the yeah. kid gets hurt and it's like then they put in like this fourth stringer, and it's like yes. okay, like at the worst possible fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> and and what's funny is, you know, that this is this is uh, this game is a prime example of how like, you know, years from now, only the folks that really remember will be able to look at the stats of that game, and kind of understand the context because it's like oh brock purdy started that game mm-hmm. and brock purdy finished that game but he did not really do anything <laughs> in right that game, you know um and then you know the um um the um kansas city game i mean i i honestly going into it i i felt as if the bengals had a pretty good chance but man they just got so they're so inconsistent. Yeah, though. and I think the I don't know if it was the pressure of the game or what just was really killing them with like penalties and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of the difference between you know yep. uh, so, you know like a team like Kansas City that you know they, they're used to being in the Super Bowl. Yes, and not to say that that um, Cincinnati isn't because they, they've they've made it there recently as well, but um, clearly they were not uh, in the same you know, kind of mindset, um, right. you know, and then, then that, that late hit on, on the homes just kind of sealed the deal for them. Yeah. Um, and I felt bad for the guy, but I mean, he, he fucking blasted him in the back. Like yes. that wasn't like a, yes. that wasn't a situation where the refs like, you know, kind of, there's always questionable calls, but that was not a 
questionable. Yeah, that one wasn't. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, you can't lay him out <laughs> after when right. he's on the sidelines. Right. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, so now I have to figure out next weekend how to get, like, cheesesteaks one day and, you know, barbecue, yes, sir. barbecue the next, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm all eagles. Yeah, I'm, I, I, you know what, I, I was one of those things where being an ex-Washington fan, um, I really wasn't sure kind of how I felt um, about the Eagles. But, you know, I, I've always had a kind of a begrudging respect for them in, in large part because I just I really like Philadelphia as a city. Um, yeah. Whereas I could not in any capacity ever root for Dallas or the Giants. Oh, good Lord, no. Um, I mean, I root for the Giants because my dad was a Giants fan. But. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. Growing up in upstate New York as a Washington fan was was like you, you know, you know, I mean, some of the, the issues you've had being an Auburn fan, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, where you live. Yeah, for sure. Where it's like there, there would be like, like it could be. It could be the Alabama football team against, um, you know, zombie Hitler. And you'd be like, uh, uh, can I go for a tie? Like, you just, there's just no way in good conscience you can could bring yourself. No, no level of evil uh, could present itself that you would be like, go roll tide, right? Yep, never, ever. <laughs> And that, and that's basically you know kind of how it was for me growing up in upstate New York as a Washington's fan. It was just like a never-ending stream of people, Giants fans, who basically like that was their personality. Like they just, yeah. it was just never-ending dipshittery to right. where I don't care. And and I can't root for Dallas because any team that felt Tony Romo was a good idea, I just don't understand. Your life Oof. choices. I mean, every time the man opens yeah. his mouth, I'm Jesus, like, yeah. You saw the uh, yeah <laughs> the latest controversy with that. Uh, yeah, he's, Jeez, he's just an idiot, fucking idiot. Him and Chris <laughs> Collinsworth. I mean, it'd be I, you'd be hard pressed to. I I think Chris Collinsworth is better only in that he manages to say nothing with as many yeah. words as possible. Whereas Tony yes. Romo is just I'm sometimes just offensively stupid and not yes. offensive. In that he's being offensive, he's just so dumb that you well, just. Well, he was that during that Bengals game. Uh, what did he say? I, I, miss, oh, I missed it. Yeah, I'm going to let you look that up for yourself. Okay, uh, that is not a thing that I'm going to uh, okay. repeat or comment on here. But yeah, look it up. <laughs> I, I tend honestly, I just kind of ignore <laughs> most of what comes out of his mouth. Um, but okay, uh, something. I'll have to take a look. Yeah, that's why when you're like, oh, 30, 38 million a year for Brady. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, he's you know, yeah. I can't, you can't imagine that he's gonna say anything right. stupid. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I have homework. Awesome. Um, okay, so we have a couple movies uh, we're gonna get to. One is a Shutter exclusive. Uh, the other one uh, hit video on demand, I believe, on the first. Mm-hmm. Um, which one would you like to do first? Let's do the layer first. All right. So the layer uh, that would be the Shutter exclusive, uh, I believe, directed by Neil uh, Marshall. Neil Marshall. Yep. Uh, written by Neil Marshall and Charlotte Kirk, uh, mm-hmm. starring Charlotte Kirk, um, uh, Jonathan Howard, and in my mind, unrecognizable Jamie Bamber. Um, yeah, in, you texted me that. I had no idea who that guy was. I, I, uh, oh, you never watched Battlestar Galactica? 
No. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, so he, he played um, Apollo. He was Edward James Olmos' son. Um, oh. He was also in... Um, he's been in other stuff since then. Because um, he was in... Oh, yeah, he was in Strike Back. Um, mm. So Jason and I watched that show. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it quite a bit. Um, and then he was also... Uh, he was on the show called Marcella. which was actually really good. Uh, kind of British... Um, police procedural the uh, part of the reason why i did not recognize him was because i'm not sure what movies he watched or what voice coach he worked with uh, <laughs> for the southern and i'm using that in quotes uh, yeah. the southern accent uh, that he was using in the movie but um it went about as well as if i was acting in a movie and trying to put on a british accent <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, cool, army governor, there's monsters. Like, you know, right? bloody horrible, isn't it? Yeah. That's not, that's not good. Mama, mama. <laughs> Which is me, is me channeling uh, Brad Pitt from Snatch. It's mama. <laughs> and, and Danger Mouse, or fucking Penfold. Crumbs, chiefy. <laughs> um Okay, but uh, so the lair uh, takes place in Afghanistan uh, kind of during, um, well, God, the war in Afghanistan went on for like, what, 20 years? So that's probably it's a very unspecified period of time. But uh, basically, Charlotte Kirk plays a uh, Royal Air Force pilot, uh, uh, Lieutenant, or Lieutenant uh, Kate Sinclair, uh, who is shot down um, over Afghanistan while uh, trying to basically escape the wreckage of her her plane and get to help she finds this underground bunker um and uh while she's uh, kind of running away from insurgents i guess they're not insurgents because they are uh, they live there um <laughs> so um and uh gets attacked by these kind of monsters in the bunker makes her way out makes her way to a uh a command post um of american soldiers and uh, and then folks of other uh, kind of nationalities um and they uh, decide to go to the bunker and kind of investigate and, and clear out uh whatever's in there um uh and come to find out that the russians had been doing uh when the russians had invaded afghanistan in the 80s uh they were using this bunker uh and performing uh, kind of biological and genetic experimentation on people and turning them into monsters. So, you know, Apparently Neil Marshall... aliens also, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's right. There were aliens. I forgot. Yeah, that's right. Because the, the reason... They were kind of saying that the reason that the Russians invaded Afghanistan was because they had tracked an, uh, a meteor crashing and thinking it was mm-hmm. an alien craft, went to investigate and kind of built the bunker kind of around it. So... Kind of Neil Marshall kind of channeling uh, some dissent vibes in terms of, like, you know, folks kind of heading underground and, um, you know, some pretty impressive uh, gore, uh, you yeah. know, some, some pretty good. The creature work I, it was a little iffy at times. I felt uh, the designs were somewhat cool, but the implementation was, like, they kind of went one way and then they would throw out these other things that you're like, well, that, I don't, what the hell does that even, like, right. yeah. Um, but there was some pretty impressive uh, practical effects in terms of the monster attacks and, and things like that. Um, you know, I, I'm not, I, I've not been a, a big fan of, of Marshall's work um, of late. 
Um, yeah. You know, definitely way, way more of a fan of his, his earlier work. You know, obviously, um, you know, Dog Soldiers, Doomsday, that's, that's the, the, thing, the Descent. Right? Like, it's, this, it, it, you, you can't, you just can't. Like, you almost, like, I, I don't know. Because I almost have to wonder how much, when it says he co-wrote this, how much of this, did he really co-write it? Or did he read a script and be like, uh, maybe some of this is bad. Like, let's change this and let's do this thing. Because this is the same guy, like you said, who did The Descent. And fucking dog soldiers and doomsday and doomsday is I think is fucking incredible. But also like if you look at his okay so his his director like the reckoning I was not a fan of. Um, I liked that one. And you loved Hellboy. I need to rewatch yeah. that one. Um, he's done episodes of Timeless, which I loved that show. I thought that show was fantastic. Hannibal, one of my favorite shows mm-hmm. ever. Constantine. Mm-hmm. Yep. which I enjoyed that show, Matt Ryan's Constantine. Like, mm-hmm. Constantine, the TV show, might not have been great, but Matt Ryan's Constantine was so good that they kept yes. him to be Constantine across yes. multiple DC properties. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, Black Sails. You know, so it's like, this guy is... But then again, that you're... you're, you're the three, one, two, three, Dog Soldiers, The Descent, Doomsday. Yep. Those yep. three movies, anyone else... That's like you're. I mean, you would not you would not assume the type of stuff that he's kind of been putting out, at least from a feature film perspective. Like I said, the TV stuff he's done has all been super solid and really well, like critically acclaimed shows. Right. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, like the Reckoning, I just was not a fan of. Yeah, um, and I thought he had done. I thought there was another. I thought he had done like a COVID movie too, but I might I might be thinking of somebody else. I don't know. I was well, to didn't didn't he like there was one with like in the woods or something, or in the earth in the something. Oh, like that, that was Ben Wheatley. That was Ben Wheatley. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So yeah, I don't know uh, if if yeah when when you know he's like you said when. You, you know the, the saying about how he kind of co-wrote stuff like how much uh, of 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 a hand um he kind of has in in writing it or or um yeah i, I, I this one just really did not feel like a movie like and here's the thing it, as as just a base level kind of creature feature kind of thing like this this it's not terrible no like it has there are things that I thought it did really well. Uh, you know, I think it certainly has merits. It's it's a fun like popcorn. Like it's the kind of thing that you would watch on Sci-Fi. You know, like on Friday night or something. You yeah. know, and, and and there are so many movies that with the exact same plot as this that are so much worse. So I certainly feel like he classed it up, so to speak. You know, mm-hmm. just just being involved with it, but. When you when you put this this stuff up against like like we keep saying, like th- I mean because this has, you know, some things in common with dog soldiers, right? Because that's what right. dog soldiers is. It's just, you know, instead of uh, American troops, they're they're British troops, and instead right. of these weird alien mutant things, they're werewolves. And that right. movie is fucking incredible. Yeah, and this one is not. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's like I, I just I would love to see him get some property or get something 
or something he's passionate about because that's what it feels like. It doesn't feel like he's been passionate about this stuff. Yeah, and I mean, and, and Charlotte Kirk co-wrote this, and they worked together on the reckoning. So I don't mm-hmm. know if it's a situation where you know maybe you know it was more. That's what I was thinking to be honest. You know, they, it was it was that you know they enjoy working together, and she mm-hmm. had a, a script idea, and he mm-hmm. helped, you know uh, came on board to write it, and then also direct it, and so. Um, yeah. You know, I just I, I don't know, but I agree with you that you know you could see the DNA of his other films in this. It's just it, it, it's they're just it it wasn't as well done as those films that it was pulling from. Yes. Um, yeah, and again, you know, we talk about budget and shit like that a lot, but this obviously had some money behind it because yeah, you know, practical effects were really good. Some of the CGI stuff wasn't great, but. It also didn't look like, you know, garbage. It so. wasn't distracting. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, I mean, it's a pretty, you know, when, when you kind of, like, realize, like, what, you know, the, it, because the, the movie kind of, un, you know, you uncover different things about what's in the bunker as time goes on. And there's actually, mm-hmm. you know, kind of at the end there, you, you realize something about what was going on that, that you know, does actually... Yeah hit hard because at that point you kind of care about the characters but you know when you kind of add in i think for me some of the the, you know it's like i I don't know why there's all these different folks at this outpost you know and it's like you know they're like oh you know they kind of you know the 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 black woman's a kleptomaniac and i'm like really like (laughs) but also like they're like oh everybody in this squad they don't they 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 kind of make it it's almost like they're trying to make the squad like um uh oh the the guys in in um in predator uh oh yeah in the predator yeah. the 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 goonies or the goo what are, what the fuck were they called um where all of them had like something that made it so they couldn't serve like they right. kind of made it seem like oh this this squad there's something about each one of them right that makes it to where they have a hard time serving normally so they're at this outpost but then they never really touch that again they right. just use it as an excuse well, to you know, explain why she stole something from Charlotte Kirk's character. Right. I, you know, it, it, I'd say the tone for me really, really read as video game adaptation. It mm. just it just wasn't based on a video game. Like That's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good point. This, this would have been an amazing, like, Capcom, like, survival <laughs> horror, like, yeah. you know, PS1, PS2 era <laughs> game. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that's that's a good way to put it, yeah. Um, and I mean, like I said, like you said, it was it it, it wasn't like I've certainly you know, Shutter as as much as we love it, they are you know somewhat inconsistent with their um, exclusives. And yeah. I've seen Shutter exclusives that were way worse. Oh, good lord! Yes. Like way way worse. Um, but I've also watched Shutter exclusives that were way better. Yeah, um, for sure. But you know. I mean, Neil Marshall has not, you know, he he still he still warrants for me a watch, regardless of what. Yeah, but um, I mean, the Blu-ray of this came out about a month before it hit Shutter, and I I blind bought it, like I, I had pre-ordered it, so he, he's an instant watch for me for sure. Still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, yeah, exactly. And 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 um, you know, and I still have faith in him as as a director. It's just mm-hmm. late, kind of the stuff that he's he's choosing. I'm not so so sure of, but yeah, uh, for sure, I would love to see him get really excited about a script and then like deliver us something like Doomsday again. Because holy shit, I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun watch for sure. 
Um, but um, yeah, so it'd be interesting to see. I'm not sure what uh, he's got going on next. If they, if I don't either. There's nothing on IMDb. So yeah, yeah. Well, maybe he's just gonna take it easy, and see what comes. The dog soldiers too. I'm here for it. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, we can't <laughs> we can't judge Dog Soldiers Two done by Neil Marshall based on the descent too, because I don't think he did that one. No, he didn't. So, he didn't. yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, okay. Well, uh, as we said, that's go ahead. It's it's on Shutter, so go ahead and check that out. Um, all right. So next movie, uh, we actually got a screener uh, for this one. Uh, yeah. Um, from I'm trying to remember who sent it to us. Shit. <laughs> we yeah. should know this. This is terrible. Yeah. Uh, from uh, <laughs> Simply Legendary. Um, yeah. So, I know it wasn't RLJE. No, no. It was. It was. Um, it was Simply Legendary. Yeah. Uh, so appreciate. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, and that is, like I said, this movie came out. Um, it hit video on demand on the first or the second. I think- theatrically too at the same time if i'm not mistaken yes maybe not everywhere but it it actually is in theaters so yeah which is Um, awesome and that is a a a new found footage film uh called the outwaters uh Mm -hmm. written and directed by uh robbie banfitch um who also uh stars in it uh he plays robbie uh um Starring uh, him, uh, Angela Basolis, Scott Schmal, and Michelle May, uh, which is funny because all of the characters have the same first name as their. Uh, not the first of not the first comparison to the Blair Witch that we, we, will, we will yeah, talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, essentially, um, you know, Robbie and uh, his friends are heading out into the. Uh, the Mojave Desert um, in order to film a uh, music video. Um, so Michelle May plays plays Michelle August, who's a singer, singer-songwriter, and um, they're heading out into the desert to film her, her music video. Um, so Robbie and his brother, I guess Scott, um, and then uh, there's a woman, uh, Angela, or who I'm trying to remember who everybody is in it. Um, but they they stop to pick up their their sister Leslie, um, who's going to do like the hair and the makeup mm-hmm. of um, of Michelle, and the four of them head out uh, in order to uh, film the video. Um, kind of while they're out there, some weird shit starts happening, um, and then. Um, Robbie essentially just goes kind of full on hallucinatory batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. As, as the movie yeah. somewhat descends into um you know kind of like cosmic horror madness, uh, yeah. Madness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so and and we're not going to uh I I would love to um post a screenshot of the text <laughs> that I sent Mitch once I get uh, to the end of this movie. Yeah. Um, but I I would be spoiling it for people, and um, I think it's best uh, best left 
um, for folks yeah. to see for themselves. Yeah. Now, you had also said when I had said to you, oh, I haven't watched that yet, you were like, you are going to hate it. And yeah. I, I'm not going to say that I hated it, but it was, it was not my cup of tea because, yeah. uh, and I'll let you talk about it, because I'm, I feel like this is way more in your wheelhouse than it was mine. Yeah, yeah, hundred. Like, yeah, uh, it's one of those things that it kind of made a lot of buzz. You know, when it when it was doing the festival thing and stuff like that. And you know, and, I, and I'm I keep up with that stuff just mm-hmm. because you know I keep the list in my phone. And, it, and yeah, it, it's not that I like study this shit. It's like oh, somebody said this was really good, or somebody like talked about it on a podcast or something, and I just put it on the list. And a lot of times it ends up being garbage. Um, and this one. Um, sounded super interesting uh, when I was listening about it and stuff, and and so I was really excited for it. And it took me, oh Jesus, almost two years to finally get to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that regard, uh, it didn't necessarily hit for me. Uh, I didn't think, and that's the weird thing about this movie. I didn't think that it hit for me like I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. But I'll be damned if I have a. I haven't stopped thinking about it since I watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't wait to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, you know, I don't mind found footage. A lot of people hate found footage. Um, I actually am a fan of found footage and I, I don't mind a slow burn either. Uh, I did feel like this was a little too long. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're, you're, it's a good, it's a good know, 40, 40 minutes, 40 minutes before yeah. they even get to the desert. Exactly. And um, I felt like that was a bit of a misstep. It's not like these characters are so deep. Yeah. You know, that, that we needed that much time to figure out, hey, they're going to film a music video. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. So there's a, there's a little – because, you know, that's the kind of thing with the Blair Witch. And this is another – this movie reminded me a lot of the Blair Witch. Um, and, 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 and the thing about the Blair Witch is, like, it takes its time with the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked – Mike, Josh, and uh, Heather way more than I like these characters. And, well, and, and it's funny you say that because I actually, part of the reason why I usually don't like found footage films is because I feel like they make the characters pretty unlikable. And these these guys, I didn't feel like there really was anything to dislike about them. They, they seemed Well, neither. Pretty, they just, they were kind of boring to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know if maybe that was like intentional to make them seem more um, like relatable that like or realistic yeah. or realistic. Yeah. That like not everybody has all this issues or whatever. They're just, you know, sure. Hey, we're just making a music video. That's well, it. I mean, even, you know, even in Blair, Witch, I didn't necessarily feel like they were unlikable. It's just, you know, well, were... I think because in Blair, Witch, they're all kind of like yelling at each other. Well, like, yeah. Yeah. For yeah. The map, yeah. And once like, they once, start panicking once, and everything, that's I the think thing, right? folks, once, once shit hits the fan, then yeah, then, then, you know, Mike, loses his shit and kicks the map into the fucking creek, stuff like that. And then they all start screaming stuff because they're scared shitless. And so, you know, I don't know. The thing that irks me about this movie the most is that it, and again, I liked it, but Mm -hmm. I felt like it had a lot of really interesting things. Once it got going, it took a little, it took a little too long for me to get going. But once it did, I was all in. And the thing is like, it would present some really interesting stuff and you could tell, like, you know, they put time and effort into a lot of it. But on the screen, you get one tiny little circle of light. Yes. And the rest of it's pitch fucking black. And I'm like, what was that? And it's like, well, I don't know. Because I couldn't goddamn see anything. <laughs> yeah. And, and I understand there's, like, budgetary concerns. And my take on this and the reason I, I had such a hang-up about it is I do not think it worked well as a found footage film for two mm-hmm. reasons. One – 
I cannot think for any reason whatsoever, even with his weird ass mind state, why this man would continue to hold on to a camera. Yep. Yep. Um, so that that's thing number one. And then thing number two is, you know, any part of cosmic horror is is, you know, what you're seeing is so unknowable that it essentially like just leaves your minds in tatters, which is what happened to him. Well, if right. you're hallucinating because of something that you've experienced, you're not going to catch that with a camera. Right. Yep. So the, the found footage part, and understandably so, seemed to be a way to keep the budget down, but mm-hmm. it did not work to me, for me, from a perspective of the story that the movie was, was trying to tell. Yeah, even no, if he had, had a fucking 100%. GoPro, like a, just uh, attached to his head, that would have made yeah. more sense because yeah. then you'd be like, "Well, you just never took it off," right? You know, but yeah. but holding on to the camera, and you could say with his, you know, if he went crazy, maybe he'd hold on to it. Given the what happens at the end of this movie, yeah, that I texted you about to think <laughs> during that he's continuing to hold a camera. Yeah, and I think it made way more sense in the Blair Witch, right? Because they they addressed that, you know, when when he's like, "You're still making your fucking movie. Why are you still making the fuck?" She's like, "Cause it's not real to her through the through the camera, right? Yeah, like just as terrified as she is, it it's not real if she's looking at the situation through the camera." And I could kind of see that maybe being the case, but like you said, like this this person's mind is essentially supposedly been shattered, right? So Heather's had not. And so it doesn't you're right, it does not make sense. And this is the downfall of so many found footage films, right? Where it's like, why are you still filming? Like why yeah. would you still be doing this? And in this movie, yeah, if you're gonna do cosmic horror, it really doesn't make sense. Um But that being said, I was I got so like super in, like invested in the second half of the movie that I, I just didn't let it bother me. I just kind of went with it. Um, yeah, I think it's because too, like you said, I had a I had a you know I kind of had a problem with the 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 just the little circle of light and and yep. and, I, and again I understand why. Um, it just it just all that stuff together I think is what made it kind of difficult for me to really get kind of fully. Mm-hmm you know, fully into it. Um, but, but you know, good. I mean, just, just, I felt like the one thing that it, I, that, it, that I really did like that. I think it did really well. And in, in, in using the, uh, you know, the way that it was shot is the sound design was fucking, yeah. I, I thought it was phenomenal. Like, yeah. I, you know, and I could just, and, and that was one thing, uh, I was listening to a podcast about this movie. Um, I think it was a podcast where I first kind of heard about it. And they, they did mention that they were like, um, see it in the theater if you can, because I would imagine that would make, have made a huge difference. Right. Yeah. The sound design and stuff. So just watching it at home, like I said, I still enjoyed it, but I could just, I could just imagine what that, like how disorienting and, and, and then like, you know, how loud they have the speakers and theaters and stuff, yeah. and like the way the sound design for this movie was like, I could just imagine how much more of an immersive and like just experience, even if you weren't super into it. You know, yeah. What an experience that would have been. And yeah, that's, you know, kind of the disappointing thing about living where I live. Like, this sh- we just don't get shit like that. Yeah, me too. Now, now, I mean, if I had been closer to Atlanta, maybe. Uh, even mm. though, uh, uh, even that. I mean, not really. I'm only like an hour and a half, and it, yeah, this that's kind true. of stuff just doesn't happen there. Right, right. Um, but definitely not where I am now. Um, you know, I mean, that being said, I, I do think that 
you know, this this guy, Robbie Banfitch, I, I do feel like he's got a really bright career ahead of him. Yes. He definitely yeah, I'm has, very excited for what's next. Yeah, you know, sure. he, he's got a vision. And, I mean, it was a complete vision. I, I felt like um, – I, I don't feel like the movie was lacking in terms of, like, for plot points or things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. there was even stuff where you were, like – you know, because, so, like, they before – shit kind of hits the fan you know they kind of see someone off in the distance and then you start to think like well shit is there some like almost kind of like time looping going on Mm -hmm. like though is that robbie you know what i mean like there's there's a lot of questions and i don't feel like they were questions um that was just because they just dropped a plot point i think it was just kind of meant to because, I mean, on the one hand, you could be like, yeah, it was him. On the other hand, you'd be like, well, I mean, there's nothing to say that other people didn't go through the same thing. And they're also out there wandering the desert. Yeah, that's how I read saying. it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, he, he, he definitely, you know, had a vision and put together a very technically, you know, kind of well done film given the budgetary constraints. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, the stuff leading, leading up to going, you know, to the desert was all really well shot and... Yeah. Um, and, and the characters were well established. So, you know, I'm really super interested to see, you know, kind of what he does next. And hopefully, you know, for his next feature, you know, he'll be given more of a budget to where he's not so constrained so that his ideas have a better, a better chance to, to flourish. Yeah. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Like I, that was another thing like that I, I meant to, uh, to mention kind of was sort of like it, it almost feels like a uh, kind of a punk rock Benson and Moorhead movie. You know, I like, thought that too. Yeah. Like I had it, thought that too. That that this was very much like yeah. Uh, yeah. And and that's a to to me like that's what's so exciting. Mhm. For um, sure. Yeah. Very excited for for what he does next. Because because this is very much kind of in that wheelhouse. I mean they're they're not quite so like, you know, Cthulhu-ish kind yeah, of war. Yeah, for sure. You know, their stuff is more of like a slow burn, kind of unsettling. Yeah, the universe might not be a great place. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I, I, I got the same, I got the same vibe. Um, but, um, and I think for me too, and I know this is just a pet peeve of mine, like, it's right there in the name. It's found footage. I need to know who found the footage. <laughs> Because the movie yeah. opens with someone calling nine one one, and there's a bunch of screaming. You know, the operator's just like, "Can you hear me? I need to know what's going on. Can you hear me?" And then it's showing like this person went missing this state. This person went missing this. State. And so I'm like, "Okay, cool. Like any type, any type you any any time you have a found footage movie, you know that for the most part the people in the in it are not going to end. Like nobody does sure. a found footage movie yes. where." Everybody, the, the found footage is because someone brought, you know, right. just like looking through their closet. It was like, oh shit, remember when we went to yeah. the woods? You know, <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> remember when we all thought we were going to die? That was right. crazy, you know. <laughs> um, so, you know, they're, they're all going to, something's going to happen. But I, I need to know who found the footage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things, man. I, I, I don't know. You know, I watch garbage anyway. So I'm just such a sucker for this shit because... It's in exactly what you're saying. It's exactly why. Because I know that shit is going to start off, you know, however it starts off. And it's going to go so fucking sideways. And I get so excited just to see yeah. how that happens. And, yeah. and I can I can 100% see, you know, 
all the criticisms for found footage and and all the reasons that it should not and, so, and oftentimes it does not work and i just don't care i just completely yeah. turn my brain off you know there's one there's this one movie um that came out during like like the height right like when when everything was found footage for a while there and there was like uh and even like uh exists you know uh uh-huh. And then uh, Bobcat Goldwaith did uh, Willow Creek and like mm. all these yep. movies, and so in in, this, in a similar vein from all this Bigfoot found footage that we started to get all of a sudden, and big you know Bigfoot found footage has been around since the fucking seventies, like Legend right. of Boggy Creek shit. Right? But there was a movie called The Frankenstein Theory, mm-hmm. where these people like went to the Arctic in search of Frankenstein's monster, and sure. nothing you? happened for eighty eight point five minutes of a 90 minute movie (laughs) (laughs) and then for 0.5 minutes there we get some shaky cam footage and you sort of get a view of like a boot and like this fur coat and i lost my shit yeah i I had such a good fucking time with that movie and you know it's it's just one of those things i get so excited for this stupid shit not that this was dumb but just you know I, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna watch that and get excited, I'm gonna love something like this. So right, right. Well, and I think too, like I, I mean, I, I'm not you know entirely opposed to them. Like taking the taking of Deborah Logan, I think is a fantastic mm-hmm. film, but it uses oh the found footage in a much different conceit. It's like, well, this is a research project. Yep. So we're we're documenting, yep. you know, a, a, a situation of a family with someone who's. Uh, you know, has uh, you know dementia, Alzheimer's, and kind of what that does to the family. And it's like this is a research project. Like, mm-hmm. like, and then it, it and then it kind of it worked because because that found footage was not like it's just a way of framing like why you're filming kind yes. of in a certain way. And that movie scared the shit out of God me. God damn, yeah, man. Um, it is such an effective, terrifying film. Yep. So I'm not opposed to found footage. I think it's just that. You know, so much of found footage just falls into that Blair Witch type of thing. And there's so many other ways, especially nowadays, where like everybody has a fucking movieo studio movieo. Jesus Christ. A movieo studio. Not just a movie studio. (laughs) You know, they they all have a movie studio in their pocket that, you know, found footage is is, you know, I mean, um you know, when you look at something like um Oh shit! What's the um, the movie about the kids who get superpowers? Um, the Innocence. No, 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 not that one. The the earlier one. It's kind of like uh, around. It was before Attack the Block. Um, uh, oh gee, where they found the fucking the yeah. rock in the ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chronicle. 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 Yeah. yeah, I mean that's kind of got a, a kind of like a found footage vibe to it. Mm-hmm. The yeah, way that they sure. kind of yeah. film with their cell phones and things like that. So it's like it doesn't have to be. This one, like, you know, it doesn't have to be, like, paranormal activity where it's, like, oh, it's just all nanny cams or, right, right, you know, right. Blair Witch. But it's, you know, it's just one of those things where it's, like, you know, you, you kind of see something that works and you go, well, let, you know, that, that let, let's see if we can kind of, you know, uh, you know, catch that, that lightning uh, mm-hmm. in, in our bottle. Um, but I'm not opposed to found footage as, um, you know, just on... Um, you know, j- just because um, I think it, I think it can and has been used really, really well. It's just mm-hmm. the what you're using I mean, for uh, has to make sense. Yeah, well, even you know, you, you can go as far back as Cannibal Holocaust, which yeah. people 
don't necessarily consider found footage, but it fucking is. I mean, Absolutely. It's a documentary you know, crew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. and then, you know, Blair Witch is kind of the same thing. I mean, they're they're filming a documentary, so a student documentary about yeah. the the, the Bell, Bell Witch, so Yeah. 100%. Yep. So, but uh you know, I think that you know, as much as I it wasn't my totally my thing from, you know, kind of the reasons we talked about, I do think it's still worth watching if you can find it because I I do feel that that this guy Robbie Banfish, I think he's a talent to watch. Um, yep, for sure. And uh, you know, and and it'll, you know, this way you can kind of you know, anytime you get the opportunity to see, you know, kind of how a, a new filmmaker kind of starts out, it, it's always cool because then, you know, it makes it that much more interesting to see kind of where they go with it. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm very very excited for you to watch Skinamarink in the same yeah. vein. Yeah. I, I am I'm excited. It is for different. It. And and I'm not opposed to different. Like, you know, like I, I, I didn't necessarily feel, you know, for me, like we're all going to the World's Fair. It didn't make yep. my list yep. um for the year. But only because while I can see where some people would look at it as a horror movie, I didn't for me I, I didn't really consider it a horror movie. Although there was some kind of scary moments. I, I um did just based on but it but it was based on like what i thought was going to happen sometimes mm. right uh i think that that's one of those movies where the movie itself doesn't necessarily present you the horror it's it's what it presents that that sends your mind to where the horror could be even if the movie doesn't go there yeah i mean for me that movie to me was about just kind of um you know being a teenager and feeling alone and alienated in yes. a constantly online well, right, but, but being the parent of a teenager and then seeing this grown man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that kind absolutely. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It, I definitely went horror with it in that regard. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, I can I can definitely see that. But, I mean, like, that was, to me, somewhat kind of experimental in the way that they did it. Oh, because, for sure, yeah. Um, big, so, yeah, so you know, I, I, I really enjoyed it. it. It just, you know, we just had such a good year. Um, mm-hmm. It just didn't make my list. So, you know, for Skinamarink, I was like, yeah, I, I can't wait because um, it, it definitely seems like something that's going to be um, pretty interesting to watch. It just was not. So I had a shingles vaccine. Uh, so once you hit 50, you're supposed to get your shingles vaccine. You take them in two separate doses. So this was my last week. Wednesday night, went to the Bruce Springsteen concert, opened his tour uh, in Tampa. He was fucking amazing. Dude, 73 years old. I don't know how he does it. I mean, just just the top, like, I, I mean, I, I have often felt, like, Pearl Jam is my favorite band ever. Like, ever. Mm-hmm. And at one point in time, my friend Rich asked me, Who, who's the greatest rock and roll band of all time? And I was like, oh, Bruce Springsteen, the East Street Band. And he's like, over Pearl Jam? And I was like, yes. And it, because... You when you this guy he has the whole fucking place in the palm of his hand, from the first note that gets played, until he lets you go, he's in complete control over everything that happens on that stage, and 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 knows exactly how to put everything together, so that that audience is just eating out of the palm of his hand. I'm pretty sure if he was like. Tampa, we are burning this place down, and we would have all fucking rioted, and like it would have just been the olds just just marching through the street, just burning Tampa to the ground. The happiest they've ever been. He's just that good, and I mean, he's been doing this for fifty years. Right. Um, 
So I had an amazing time. Then Thursday, had a great day. Got my shingles vaccine. And then Friday morning, felt like I had been fucking worked over uh, uh, because of with everything. So I was in no position to watch an experimental horror movie. Oh, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I worked on your cross-stitch. You're going to want to check my work. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Listen. When you get it, you're like, "What the fuck was he on I when he did I this could one?" Thing if I wanted to, <laughs> I was on the shingles. Fight. I was on Shingrix. Thank you very much. But I can tell you, those of you who are approaching fifty, and you're like, "Well, fuck that, I'm not getting it." I've also had shingles, and that was worse. <laughs> so, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to watching um, uh, Skin and Marine this week. Um, I'm also looking I'm very forward to, excited to talk about it. I'm also looking forward to watching Plane. <laughs> oh, I love Gerard Butler. I know, but that's just one. I, I haven't seen it, so I really shouldn't comment. <laughs> but just based on the title alone, based on the trailer, it's the best trailer. They set up all of it, and then they're like Plane, and you're like, I know. Plane, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, No, I agree. It looks really plain. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I love Mike Coulter, and I, but I love Gerard Butler. Like I. I feel as if Gerard Butler is one of the most underrated, is probably the most underrated actor working today, in large just, part because of the work he chooses. Yeah. I just keep <laughs> waiting for his unhinged, dude. Like, I just... Yes. I keep waiting for him to have a beard and be sweaty as fuck for no reason. But like, something... No, but that's... That's the, the, the dollar... That's Dollar Tree heat. Yeah. I, yeah, you're right. I didn't watch that. I never watched it. Are you serious? <laughs> no, I didn't. I oh, that is his unhinged. <laughs> and and he's so... Listen, I'm still angry about unhinged. I don't need to watch his unhinged. Like, okay. I don't think... But, that movie but, made me angry. Like, but in terms, so of the perf- in terms of Russell Crowe's performance mm-hmm. in it, 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 it that, Russell Crowe, the stuff he's been in before... And then does that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, here's the thing. Like, um, The Vanishing, or, or not The Vanishing. Uh, so, Den of Thieves is fucking great, and he's great in it. It's my absolute favorite Gerard Butler movie. Uh, all the Has Fallen movies, I'm kind of hit or miss. They're, they're, they're mean, fi- they're nasty films. Yes. But they're fun to watch. I actually liked <laughs> Greenland quite a bit. Um, Last Scene Alive is, is kind of okay. Cop Shop? Is fucking great. Yeah, I did see that. Like, co- like he that. is, he was fucking great in cop. And to me, what Cop Shop was was if his character from Den of Thieves got like arrested for the millions of things he'd done <laughs> in Den of Thieves, and then was now like a hitman or whatever. So yeah. I love. I mean, I just I love his work. So I'm I'm excited to watch Plane in part because it's called Plane. <laughs> I would like there to be a sequel called Train, and then a th- and then a threequel called Automobile. <laughs> <laughs> Train is going to be like the uh, the mockbuster that comes out based on. Train. <laughs> and then and then I will I will absolutely come out of uh, buying physical disc retirement to buy the plane, train, and automobile box set. 100%. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that's enough silliness. All right, so real quick. Uh, so I've been playing more for Spoken. I know last time that we talked about it, I was like, eh, I'm not sure. 
you know, this game, it, get, it does get better as you go along, but it's still just marred by these really bad choices in terms of writing and kind of characterization. So, you know, you, you basically make your way to this. So, so the whole point is that Frey is in this land that's ruled by these four tantas. Uh, they're these women who have different, uh, basically kingdoms, for lack of a better word. But they also represent, like, one is like a warrior, one represents, like, justice, one represents, like, love, and I forget what the fourth represents, like, I don't know. Who knows? Economics? I don't know. <laughs> so, um, and But they're also kind of went crazy, and them going crazy is what caused the, this, the, you know, the people in the, the world to uh, turn into zombies and, and whatnot. And so Frey goes and kills the first one, but then she takes her magic. So now, as opposed, she, she has her magic that she gets gets into this world with, but now she's got this, like, fire-based magic. And so as you then go to the, the second area, you know the enemies that are there had been re- they're resistant to to Frey's kind of purple magic, but they're they're vulnerable to the fire magic. So you know you can't just stick with what you'd been doing um, and not be as effective. But it also kind of then if you want to be as effective as possible, you have to force yourself to start using new skills, new spells. Figure out okay, how does the support magic work with the offensive magic? You know, the fire magic is all melee stuff. The purple magic is all range stuff. So you know, you might have been used to just parkouring your way around and and attacking from a distance. Well, now you get to get up in these enemies' faces. And so from that perspective, that's the thing. Like the mechanics and the combat are just so good. But then these characters open their fucking mouths, and you're like, golly, like did no one read this or or like and and it's like the voice actress who plays Frey, she does a fantastic job, but it's like, I'm waiting for the bracelet guy, Cuff, to have been, like, the source of all the evil. Because he's such oh an asshole. God. That seems to be the, the bracelet way... guy's name is Cuff. <laughs> yeah, his name, its name is Cuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. That no, that's, 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 that's kind of the level you're dealing with. You're like, oh, you're a... And he's like, I'm a vambrace. I'm like, no, you're like, okay. you're bracelets. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she she would have bought you at Hot Topic or Claire's Boutique. Like <laughs> she would have gotten a pretzel at Annie Annie's, and then she would have gone across the, the way, and she would have bought you before she went to Spencer Gifts and try to, um, you know, shoplift some pins for her jeans jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like I, I, you know, I'm hooked enough in it, and and in large part it's because you know, you know. Let me just say, like, if I'm not done with this game when Lightfall hits, I'll be done with this game. <laughs> like, like it's it's good enough to hold my interest right now where I'm kind of like, because, I mean, as much as I love Rise, I've also played it, so it's not, like, taking my full attention. Um, but this game also, like, when you're out and about and you're doing the open world stuff and you're switching up your spells and all that shit and fighting big-ass monsters, like, it works really well. Um, but in terms of, like... The, the what the writing and and all that stuff it, it lets you down every time you have to, and most of the time for like open world games people are just like I don't care about the open world stuff that's just mm-hmm. like filler I want to get to the story stuff but here when you get to the story stuff you have to then be subjected to the writing, 
So you don't want to do the story stuff. You want to do the open world stuff where everybody keeps their fucking mouth shut. <laughs> I don't have right. to hear this snarky asshole bracelet just shit on everything that comes out of this poor woman's mouth. <laughs> so it's just like, it's just one of those things where you're just like, it could be so much better and you just don't understand why this was the way they chose to go. Because I understand from the perspective of like, She's out of her element. She lands in this strange place. They're all hostile towards her until she kind of proves herself. She's also used to being alone, so she doesn't want the responsibility of saving things. Like I understand the writing, like I understand them writing Frey's character the way that they did. I don't understand why the bracelet has to be such a dick. And that is a sentence I never thought I'd say, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah. like it's one of those things where like I, I still stand by my comment last show that like seventy dollars, no. I mean no um but like if it ever does kind of hit you know like something where the, the really the it's just your time um if you could get past the few the first like you know th- three four hours which i admittedly is a long time i, I do think it's worth it once it kind of opens up um you know it's just i it's it's at this point i'm just so fascinated with why they made the choices that they did that I'm, I'm kind of willing to stick with it. I'm curious to see where it ends because there's no way this game ends satisfactorily. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no, there's nothing about it that appeals to me in the slightest, to be honest. Yeah, like, yeah. and I get it. I totally understand why that, that would be the case. Yeah, absolutely. I totally understand why that would be the case. Um, Whereas yeah. something like Ghostwire Tokyo, which also kind of got mediocre response um, I'm, I'm more interested in that just just based on my personal preference and it's finally starting to come down to the, the price point where i might pull the trigger on it at 20 bucks i mean ghostwire is 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 super inoffensive there's just nothing about it that really other than it's you know it's repetitive and stuff but the the, mm-hmm. the mythological stuff is really cool uh the setting is cool i mean it's very um empty uh which yeah. is you know not you know, kind of what you necessarily want in a open world game, but I mean, right. there's nothing objectionable about it. Um, you know, it's it it just it's a question of whether or not you know uh, it's for you. Um, whereas yeah. this game, there's so much where you're just like, why would you do that? That it, it gotcha. goes kind of beyond just well, it's not my thing. To it's almost feels like openly hostile <laughs> towards the player, <laughs> and you're just like, I don't know why you would make that choice. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, but I, I, you did a Grandmaster Nightfall, yes. uh, on yes, Friday, and you lived to tell the tale. I did. Yeah, I. Uh, <clears throat> so, so I, I thought when I saw like. You know, because Grandmasters are just the hardest versions of the strikes that we've been doing every fucking week, week in and week out for however many years, right? Right. Uh, but I've never done one. Um, <clears throat> the enemies are, I think, 15 or 20 levels higher than you by default. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, well, fuck that. <laughs> like, I can't, you know, we have we have trouble with some strikes on normal sometimes. So, uh, but, but uh, they drop these... Weapon, versions of weapons that I thought had static rolls on them mm-hmm. uh, and I saw the schedule for the Grandmasters for this season and I saw that Birthplace of the Vile uh, dropped the Hung Jury and I thought that was the only way to get Hung Jury and so I was in the Discord with, uh, with Sick Knight and those guys and they were talking about it and I was like well, I, I kind of would like to get that Hung Jury and they were like, you got time? 
And I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, I got time. I just don't know how much help I'm going to be. Like, these things are pretty rough. And they're like, no, I don't just come in here. It'll be fine. I was like, okay. Uh, so I got on with, with Sick Knight and uh, Clutch. And uh-huh. they were like, well, let's do Warden of Nothing. And I was like, I said, well, I wanted the hung jury. Like, it, it'll drop. It's, it's the one for this week. And I was like, oh, I thought it was tied to a specific strike. So immediately, wait, I'd so rather... it's not tied. No, to a, it's just tied not. to. A, it's just tied to a week. Yeah, I guess. Because I mean, I got a hung jury. So, uh, and we did Ward of Nothing, which is infinitely easier than which Birthplace one is of the Wild. Of nothing with the big servitor at the end, the trains and all that shit. We've done it, you know. So oh my many god, times. are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that's. I what thought we did. you had to do. No, the the throne world one. No, uh, we <laughs> they picked they picked word of nothing, and I was like, I could do this. No what do you problem. mean when you said they picked it? I, I'm confused. So, I, so if you've so if you've not done conqueror, you basically get to pick that like it just lists all of the grandmasters, and you just kind of pick the one you haven't done. And since I didn't have conqueror and clutch didn't have conqueror for this season, what is conqueror? That's the title for doing all the Grandmasters. So if you do them week by week, I think you have to do it in the order. But once it gets to the point to where... Oh, they don't, they don't you, have, like, um, they, they've already cycled through them all? Yeah. So at that point, I think you just get to pick them and whatever. You could do them all in a week if you wanted. And so I think that's why we got to pick whichever one. But the weapon stayed... You know, whatever the weapon was. Okay, so 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 for like me, because I hadn't done them all, I would have to do birthplace of the vile in order to get hung jury. I I don't think so. I think that I think hung jury was just the weapon in the rotation for this week. But since but the nightfall was was birthplace of the vile, right? So wouldn't and, that mean the grandmaster was too? Well, see, that's what I'm not sure about because. Because, like I said, I thought it was, and so when I said, "Well, I haven't done, you know, birthplace, and I don't know how bad," and they're like, "Well, we'll just do one of the easier ones," and I was like, "Well, I wanted hung jury," and they're like, "It'll be hung jury," and I was like, "Okay." Yeah. And so we did ward of nothing, and I got a hung jury at the end, uh, and I got an adept hung jury. Uh, an adept apparently just means there's a third mo- uh, perk slot. Mm-hmm. It's not a static drop like the time loss weapons are in the master raids. Oh, so that was slightly disappointing because the hung jury that I got was not a great role. And Uh I've yet, I've yet to get a decent role in hung jury in this fucking game. Yeah. But what I will say is it gave me a confidence for grandmasters that I did not have before because it really wasn't that bad. Really? Uh, no, it's man. There is a metric fuck ton of champions, but as long, so here's the thing. We've done some of these strikes so many times. We we know where enemies are going to spawn. Yeah, like we I've know. done. I've done the nightfall. I mean, I'm at the point now, and I, I understand what you say because like this is time with like for nightfalls, and I think this is also part of like if you were if you cheesed your way through nightfalls in, in D1, where you're like, this is mm-hmm. the only way I will survive. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's um, the same. It's just know, about. I, I've done nightfalls with randoms in that I I never would have done before, but. Where you're yeah. just like, yeah, whatever. I, I know what I'm doing. You know, right. it's like you just. And it was kind of like that. Once I got in, I was nervous at first, but once we got past like the first kind of uh, encounter, I was like, oh, okay, this is exactly what I know. I know this. Uh, I just need to know. I, I know where the enemies are going to spawn. I just don't know which specific champion is about to pop in here. Right. Yeah. 
But but as long as the everybody in the fire team, you know, everybody has on the has a way to combat or combat each, you know, champion, champion yeah. then it's it's not that bad. Like we kind of knocked it out in I don't know thirty minutes. Like it oh, was okay. nothing. It was just like doing the strike on normal. It was just you know some shit took a little longer to kill, and and uh, the enemies do hit really fucking hard. But yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you just take a little bit more cover, and it's like, we could do it. Like, me, you, and Sean could do Grandmasters. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, and I, I, and I you know, I mentioned this because now that Jace has kind of gotten into it, and, you know. Yo, oh, we had such a good time Friday, man. Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to lie. You, when you were like, oh, yeah, we finished a strike, I was like, if they finish Spire, I'm going to. Oh, cry. the dungeon? Yeah, no. I yeah, like the dungeon, yeah. I was like, if I, <laughs> no. I'm like, I'm like, do no. you want to know? And I was like, if they say they finished Spire of the Watcher, I'm going to flip a motherfucking table. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> now we tried to. We were gonna take him through grasp because that was the weekly one, mm. and I felt like me and Sean could probably pull him through. Oh that. yeah, 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 yeah. But he didn't have the uh, 30th anniversary, which I thought was free for everybody. At least the dungeon too. was, but it, yeah, he could, we couldn't do it, so we just ended up doing um, Shattered Throne. What? Well, that's, that's actually. I mean, aside from the stuff at the beginning. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty good one. For someone who hasn't is is kind of new, and especially except for the end when we're always like, wait, what do we do? Like, we yeah, we do that again. What... We do that again. I was like, okay, we kill the the big knight, the nightmare knight guys, and then we damage her. Then she brings in that crystal. We shoot the crystal. The knight spawn back in, and we start over. Right? We did that. Like we killed the knights, <laughs> did the damage. We shot the crystal. The knights came in, and she fucking wiped us. And then we were like, wait, what? Like what? <laughs> Why did we all die? So, the, like, the next time I was like, you know what? Just fucking melt her. I was like, Jace, you got a super? He's like, yeah. I was like, pop that bitch. So, like, fuck <laughs> Jace it. Is like, like, Jace is like, wait, you do this every day? Every I know, week? I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> You're like, well, yeah. not all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, listen, we're, we're still semi-new to dungeons, okay? You know, like, give me a break. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was so funny, man. It was adorable. Like... We were doing one of the because we did the, the three strikes for his pinnacle first, and I forget what strike it was, but I was like, okay, just make sure you have solar on, and he did that. <laughs> and so, of course, you know, the beginning of the strike, me and Sean take off, and then uh, oh, we're like, yeah, I, I know like, what that's right. like. I was like, all right, Jace, like just watch out for this over here. And he's like, and then all of a sudden, like you hear, where did you guys go? <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically me every, even though I, as much as I've played it, this is me like every and time. Then, I'm just and then like, I was where like, are we? So I said, I was like, all right. So I came, I went back to him and it was, and I was like, all right, just hop on your sparrow and we'll ride to where Sean is. And, uh, and so I get on my sparrow and I turn around and Jason's standing like shaking his hips, dancing and shit. And I was like, no, no, not the D pad. (laughs) (laughs) Time to party. (laughs) So funny. And I was like, yeah, I'm not as good at like teaching people to play this game as i feel like i am sometimes i think it's it's so like we're just so used to it right like but right. yeah yeah it's automatic for me and exactly. I just, sometimes like it's easy for me to forget that it, that isn't the case for everybody <laughs> yeah 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 you know i i well i'm glad y'all got to play together um I had he, so Friday night. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be good to play tonight." And I stood up, and my body was like, "Nah, <laughs> nah, you're you're done." And I was like, "All, okay. the, all the debuffs hit." <laughs> yeah, all the debuffs hit yeah, exactly. I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> yeah, but uh, 
but um yeah that that's that's awesome that's i'm glad i'm glad y'all guys you guys had a good time and he was able to uh kind of do some stuff he hadn't done before so that's cool yeah, yeah. um yeah so for me i mean i'm just gonna keep keep it i mean i'm at the point monster hunter rise where like now i'm like redoing hunts to target parts so i'm at the part in rise now where when i see what monsters are available i go to the wikipedia page and i figure out what they're weak to mm-hmm. and then i go do i have a, a weapon that can do that if the answer is no then i find what monster will drop it and then i'll go like i was doing a royal ludron ludroth whatever mm-hmm. and i was just punching that motherfucker in the head over <laughs> and over and over again trying to get a crest drop so that i could build the insect glaive that does water damage so that when i go against the next so that's kind of where i am now um, yeah, you're so far ahead of me. I did play. I played yeah. a couple of more days after the last time we played, but I'm still. I'm maybe six hours in, and I love it. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, I'm super back into wanting to play Monster Hunter, but I just I don't know, man. This week, since I went back to scrubbing, man, I'm just so fucking tired when I get home. Yeah, like I just. I mean, I haven't even. I didn't even play Destiny every day last week. Well, you know, you, you do have a job where somebody's life is in your hands. Like, that's slightly <laughs> different before when you're like, y'all need gloves? I'll get some gloves. <laughs> and, not, yeah. and not to dismiss what you've done before, because I know it was stressful and the people you work with were assholes, but I feel like from a mental perspective, even though you're more oh, used sure. to scrubbing in, I think the weight of it is probably a little bit <laughs> higher. Well, like, I ain't gonna lie, man. Your boy's also getting used to, like, being on his feet again the entire time Yeah, work. yeah. I don't have a desk anymore, and so, and so like somebody asked me because yeah, I, I still go to the gym every morning, and and Chris was like, "So uh, you doing weights yet or no?" And I was like, "Man, like I am, my back hurts for no reason." Years old, like I'm not exactly. trying to pick up heavy shit for no reason. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I am not. Yeah, yeah. So like getting used to being on my feet again all day, man, my back has been fucking killing me. So when I get home, I just kind of just sit here and just yeah. like I just suffer in silence. <laughs> Yeah, I've been there. Absolutely. That's why I got into yoga. And I'm not going to, I mean, it's, I know it's such an old person thing to do, but like when we first moved, like I'd had knee problems for years. And um, uh, when we moved here and I went to an orthopedist and they're like, oh yeah, it's like all these years of you riding the exercise bike, your hip muscles are so tight. They're pulling your knee wrong. And that's why you have knee pain. So they had me do all these, you know, physical therapy exercises and... Um, basically after that, I was like, well, I'm not doing that. And I, I stopped doing the bike five times a week, started mixing up what I do. And I had, I, I start doing yoga twice a week and it's made a world of difference because I'm like actually trying to stretch out different parts and everything. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I get it, man. It's like, as you get older, it's like when you're young, you just fucking can do anything. It's like, you don't even realize it and then it's gone and you're like, no. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So awesome, yeah. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to to you know hopefully, hope, knock on wood, there won't be anything keeping me from uh, getting back together with everybody Friday night. So we shall I'm see. Monster Hunter this week. Hell yeah, we will. What, what day you're available? But man, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back into this Monster Hunter. Yeah, Wednesday night, baby. We'll fucking kick some monsters to the fucking curb. Oh, and I got a speaking of video games. While we're, before we sign off, uh, I bought a uh, a Retro Fighters. It's a it's a controller for the switch um that is it looks like an xbox controller and a gamecube controller had a baby nice. and i got it i got a spice orange one and i Ooh. literally spent the 50 dollars for this 
because I don't want there to be any more fucking excuses. I've talked about this before. I'm tired of Goose and her fucking, like, like ridiculously confusing skill at Mario Kart. Oh. <laughs> so there's going to be no more excuses. We're on a level playing field with controllers. <laughs> like, I'm set. So when it goes down next weekend... I'm not taking another L in fucking Mario Kart. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, I've got what I need now. So You got what I need. It's on. Okay? It's all it's like Donkey Kong, exactly. who will be shooting a blue shell at you, and yes, you he will, will be swearing. No, uh, <laughs> I forget who she picks, but it pisses me off. And I, my dumbass always picks fucking the, the skeletal Bowser, who's slow as fuck. But I refuse to pick anybody else at this point. I'm going to fucking win with this controller, and I'm going to fucking win with, like, Bone Bowser guy. There you go. So I'm saying it. Squad Heard goals. it here first. <laughs> I have all the faith in the world. Absolutely. I know you can do it. It's misplaced, but I appreciate it. <laughs> no, it is not. I look forward to hearing about your, your exploits. So... Um, cool. Yeah. So next week's show, or when we're back on the normal schedule, we'll have plenty of stuff. Skin of rank. I got a, I got a bunch of stuff. I've been on this uh, Korean uh, cinema kick. I, shit, I could do like nice. two, three shows on all the Korean, South Korean movies I've been watching late. Um, but uh, yeah, so we'll have plenty of good stuff uh, that we can talk about. And then March, I'm super excited. We have another screener coming early March yeah. uh, that should be super interesting uh, to uh, to get into. So uh, lots of good stuff coming. Um, but, uh, yeah, so for next week, enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, get yourself a cheesesteak, get yourself, get yourself a barbecue cheesesteak. That'd be the best way oh, to do it. Oh, my God, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, this has been episode 166 of Divided by Werewolves. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We look forward to spending some more time with you in the next two weeks, and this time I actually mean it. <laughs> so, for myself <laughs> and Mitch, uh, thank you again. Uh, good night, and have a good evening.